Welcome to the Texas Home Improvement Super Podcast with Jim Dutton. All the best calls this week throughout the state of Texas. Brought to you by Carrier. Turn to the experts. Going out the fast drop. Cody, how are you? I'm doing okay. How about yourself? Doing great. Well, how can I help you? Well, what I'm actually trying to find out is uh, you might have some better ideas for root base for me. I've had Kalichi brought in. And it keeps washing away because of the neighbor's yard. The neighbor runoff from the neighbor's yard washes it away. And what I'm trying to find out, what would be a better a better uh, road base in Caliche? Something that will stay permanently, hopefully. I'll give you two options then. Because, yeah, the problem with Caliche is when, once it gets a little bit wet, it softens up a little bit. Uh, and, and it can run. But you can use crushed limestone, which there's plenty of it out in your direction. Oh. Or actually crushed concrete. Crushed concrete? Yeah. If, okay, uh, is that like a... The, the it, crushed concrete. Recycled concrete? Yeah. It, it, well, not the recycle, but what comes in off of concrete trucks, you know, when they're pouring concrete. Yeah. They just pile that stuff up, and periodically they'll crush it up and haul it away. Well, when they pile it up, uh, they typically mix, like, sugar or something in it to keep it from setting as tight as regular concrete and when they scar scratch it up and and break it up again you can put it down for a road base pack it and it literally sets up just like concrete so water can run across it and not scour it okay that's what i'm looking for (laughs) get with your concrete batch plants around you and find out what and find out what they're doing with their leftover loads I can definitely do that. Thank you for the information. That's very useful. You bet. Take care. Take care. Have a good day. Bye. Bye-bye. Yeah, that stuff, it sets up stout, and, and uh, it'll be there to stay. You don't have to worry about it then. Doug, welcome to Texas Home Improvement. Hey, Jim. It's good talking with you. Thank you. Uh, I've got this piece of property, and I want to build a house on it. My okay. problem is, I'm hearing nightmare stories that maybe you can help me out with. I understand that the availability of wood just to frame the house is very difficult to get right now. And right. that even if you could, it's like through the roof on the cost. Do you have any idea as to why it's that way? And do you ever see it coming back down to a reasonable price? I mean, I know a two before cost this much, but this is some of this is ridiculous. Well, COVID ran it up uh, because when COVID okay. hit and they had to shut down all the production of everything, uh, you know, that killed the supply line. Then when they were able to start going back to work, the plants had to keep people so far apart, uh, they were cutting their crews in half, and so production was cut. And they're just right. not able to keep up. So right now, it's a supply and demand situation. Uh, they're out cutting trees, and they got plenty of lumber to cut. The processing of turning that tree into a two-by-four is where they're running into a problem. Right. Well, that's obviously so. So basically, whenever the coat, not when it's over with, but once they're, I guess everyone's inoculated or whatever, and, and they can go back to work. I guess the price definitely will come down, wouldn't you imagine? You know, I, I did a, a talk on this probably about a month ago, 
And yeah. I kind of think we're looking about six months from now. You're going to see the cost come down a little bit. I don't think it's going to go back down to where it was. But I, I, I think what's going to happen. Does. No, it never does. Uh, we, yeah, we've been promised that on taxes and all kinds of stuff over the years, right? Uh, right. What What I uh, think is going to happen, though, is they're out cutting trees. And those guys were kept social distance just by the nature of the job. So that hasn't been where the problem is. It, it's been in the plants. And once they get production back up, I think what we're going to find is an overabundance of wood available, and that's what's going to drop the price again. That would make sense to me. I, I mean, it would just say so because here they've got all this wood, and they, they can't store it. They right. need to get rid of it. Yep. And since you're since you're building a home, you're buying such a big quantity, that automatically is going to lower the price. I'm not talking about walking into Home Depot and buying a board. I'm talking No, about you like go to a regular lumberyard and order, yeah. Right. Okay. Well, thanks very much, Jim. I appreciate that because I, at least I'll know. Maybe I'll wait six months before I start on that out. Well, and I will tell you, I've seen it lighten up a little bit already because treated lumber, uh, mm-hmm. you know, at the beginning of the year, uh, you were talking if you ordered lumber to, to treated lumber to do something, you were lucky if you could get that supply in 30 days, something you would normally just walk in and pick up. Uh, now we're able to typically get it within a week again. And so I, I'm seeing it catch up, and that's why I think within six months we're going to see the prices drop. Let's head down to Webster. And, Jesse, this is Jim. How can I help you? Good morning, Mr. Dutton. How are you? Well, I'm doing pretty good, except, you know, it's almost three now. It's, it is afternoon. Oh, afternoon. <laughs> okay. Uh, I've got a couple of red houses out in Friendswood, and after the uh, – after all the water thawed out and everything, I found I had uh, some leaks in each house. And uh, one of your plumbers came out and fixed them. And I was talking to him about the best way to prepare for a hard freeze like that. Yeah. Now, at my house, I left the water running mm-hmm. at a pretty good rate. I got up during the night, turned each faucet hot and cold on 100%, ran a minute, flushed the hardest cup of time, kept water moving. Yep. And I didn't have any problems. But he, he's telling me, and I don't discount that. It sounds like a good idea to block the water in at the meter, open up all the drains, and drain all the water out of the pipes. Yep. Okay. Now, what do you do with the dead legs, like going to the sink, where you're not going to get that push of water going down through the, the hose to the sink and then up out of the pipe? When you drain the lines, you you are subject to still have some water here and there in the lines. But usually okay. you've got so much out of it that even when it turns to ice, it can expand in the pipe itself. It's not in a confined space. You know, it's got plenty of room to run down the pipe in order to okay. expand and keep from breaking the pipe. Unless you got a really long run of water that got trapped into it. But yes, usually shutting the water off, draining the lines takes care of it look th- 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 this goes for for everybody um if even if you got to file an insurance claim call your plumbers and get the pipes fixed your insurance company's not going to do that for you 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 have the responsibility to get the pipes going anyways and even if your insurance was going to pay for part of it just save the receipt that's all you have to have this is emergency 
repair type stuff. The other thing is, if your house got wet, carpets are wet, sheetrocks and and uh, insulation is wet, get it out. That's part of your responsibility as well to minimize additional damage. And that means getting all that wet stuff out so it doesn't mold and mildew. Uh, so yes, call your plumbers and let's, let's get this stuff fixed. Just a reminder, it's a huge help if you subscribe to, rate, and review the podcast. It helps people find us. All right, well, could I ask you one other question? Absolutely. Um, do you happen to know what might be the ballpark difference in cost between a metal roof and a shingle roof? Typically, a metal roof, you know, if you get a good metal roof, is going to run you a third to half again the cost of a shingle roof, okay. of, of a standard shingle roof. Now, if you start getting into timberline and stuff like that, they start getting a little bit closer in price. And then if you get into really high-end shingle roofs, they, they get even much closer in price. Now, okay. the big difference is going to be a metal roof will normally outlast a shingle roof substantially. Right. Well, this this uh, roof I'm talking about will only go over the front porch. And it's, uh, you know, probably about 80 feet long and 12 feet deep. Okay. But So I, I guess uh, the shingles we, that were used on the rest of the roof for the uh, timber line. Okay. So it might not be that much difference on just that it, small piece uh, of on it. a small section. Like uh, you know, we just I just built we just built a couple of uh, covers up at the deer lease, and uh, you know we were doing the same thing. We were looking at whether we should go with a uh, shingle or or metal, and we went mm -hmm. with the metal because I mean these we these structures are like thirty six by forty. Uh, the cost difference was so small go with what's going to last and look good right okay i'll go with that metal then i think i like it yep what color are you going to go with it's going to be a dark uh somewhere between brown and and black okay Probably a little darker than most browns but uh i think it'll look good on that front front porch roof yep Maybe they even sound good when it's raining. I'm That's there. it. They do sound good when it rains. <laughs> okay. Well, Jim, I thank you for giving me that information. Not a problem. Have a good day. You too, Lee. Take care. Laura in Allen. Welcome to Texas Home Improvement. Hey, Jim. Thank you for taking my call. My pleasure. Okay. I was just uh, trying to figure out what is it that you can put in, I guess, your paint? They're like ceramic beads so that you can get like a um, maybe added R value to the room. Well, it doesn't really add R value. What it what it does is it acts as a radiant barrier and blocks the heat okay. transfer. And the product you're talking about is called Cool Coat, K-O-O-L Coat. And uh, you, you can order it online. You just mix it in with the paint, and uh, it, it actually works very well. Really? Okay. Yep. So it's K-O-O-L, coat. Yep. Okay, and it's just like little beads or something? Yes, ma'am. Yep, it's just little ceramic beads. And, they, you, and they're so or? small, you don't see them. I mean, they're so small, you won't see it in the paint or anything. 
uh-huh. it it's just uh it mixes in with the paint and just gives it a barrier that that uh blocks heat transfer just like a a thin layer of radiant barrier does okay, so it's not like a powder or anything is it uh no it it's not a powder uh it it's it comes more uh I guess to, to, it comes more as of a packet of additive that you would put into the paint that looks mm-hmm. like it's a liquid. Yeah. And literally, if you take five gallons of paint, you mix this in. I think, if I remember right, I think it takes it up to like six gallons. I mean, so it, it's quite a bit that goes into it. Okay, gotcha. All right. Okay, because we're thinking about repainting some rooms, and um, we are... There's there's one side of the house that's always really kind of I can't regulate the temperature. Ah. It's hard because of the ceilings and stuff. Yep. The yep. Cathedral and all that. So I was thinking maybe that might be a solution. It is it is great for cathedral ceilings. Uh if you got siding and you got a, a wall that gets beat by the sun and heats up all the time, put it on the outside mm-hmm. wall at, in your out, exterior paint works great. Perfect. All right. I knew you knew the answer. So thank you so much. You're welcome, Lori. You take care. Hello, Jerry. Hey, Jim. How you doing? I'm doing great. How about you? Doing good. Hey, listen, I got a, a water pressure issue within my shower. Um, the bathtub, which is next to it, they're separate. The bathtub has super water pressure. And we, like I said, we just bought this house, so I'm trying to get the best shower pressure I can get. Sure. I'm, Bought a couple of different shower heads. I even bought the old shower head from the old house because it worked great, thinking it was the shower head. But there's just not much pressure coming out of it. And I was just wondering if the if is there some kind of valve or something inside the the lever control that turns the water on and off that controls how much pressure goes up through that pipe. And and the shower or, or the the tub faucet is working fine. It's just when it goes up to the shower. Right, they're they're separate. The tub, okay. and it's next to the shower, so the shower's freestanding, but they're separate. Okay, and is it a single handle faucet for the shower or a two yes. handle? Yes, one just a single lever. Okay, since you've taken off the shower head and and that didn't you know change and that didn't fix it, it tells me that it's more than likely in the shower valve itself. Uh, when you if you ever pulled one of those out, you're going to see that the openings for the water to go through are an eighth of an inch or less. I mean, they're really small. And so if a little debris gets in there, it slows it way down. You lose all your pressure. It creates a big problem. And usually all that happens is you got to shut the water off to the house, remove the stem, take it apart and clean everything, put it back together, and you're good to go again. Okay. All right. Well, I'll try that before I replace it. <laughs> yeah, it's a yeah. Because right. faucets like that are kind of pricey. Yes. Yes. Well, all right. Well, I sure appreciate it. You bet. You take care. All right. You too. Thanks, sir. Bye. And I, let me tell you, a lot of people are having this issue after the freeze because a lot of debris got flowing through the pipes and stuff. So if your aerators on the faucets are plugging up. The single-handle faucets is another place where it can plug up as well, just because of the size of those orifices that that the fluids are running through. Larry, how are you today? Oh, I'm doing all right, Jim. How are you? Man, I'm doing pretty good. 
Hey, Jim, I've been a contractor for about 40 years. I've seen lots of changes in building of houses, and I'm afraid that the uh, middle class in our country is going to shrink or shrink more than it is already. What is your outlook on affordable housing in America? I mean, is there a trend towards smaller houses? Yes, there you know, actually more is. Efficient? Uh, the, the trend is going smaller again. And, and let's face it, the houses just really start getting too big. Well, I don't know why we need all the space we've got in, but uh, the the and so in order to help alleviate some of the costs, yeah, the the trend is starting to go smaller. I think what we're going to see is the houses going back down to the eighteen hundred square foot size, and possibly even a little smaller. I, yeah, even I would smaller. Well, I'll tell. I was just going to say, I'll tell you the favorite house layout that I ever lived in. Uh, was in San Antonio, and it was 1,565 square feet, three-bedroom, two-bath, had all three of our kids uh, in the house. It had two living areas and stuff. It was just a great footprint and very comfortable house to live in. Um, You get into these really big houses, and, you know, you got the kids on one end of the house, the parents on another end, and they never see each other. There's no communications. And so, yeah, the trend is starting to go smaller for several reasons. One, the the cost of building materials is just steadily going up. The cost of uh, electricity, when we can get it, uh, that was not a nice joke, but uh, is definitely going up for heating and everything else. We just got to make them smaller. Besides that, we're all buying all this other crud that uh, we spend all our money on, like cell phones and cable tv and stuff right. like that that uh you know eats into what we would have spent on the house yeah so. i agree with you uh i mean and from foundation to to roof um some good changes coming up i mean if you're gonna make a smaller house i did a lot of flooring and i prefer a pier and beam house over concrete i love pier and beam houses i grew i grew up in a house built in 1926 i mean uh they they are comfortable to live in. I know people complain about cold floors in the winter months. It ain't that long in Texas. No, it ain't. <laughs> so yeah, you uh you know, the other thing with a pier and beam block and base type foundation, if it needs leveling, it's extru- it's inexpensive typically to work on. If you got to re- move plumbing around, if you want to move electric lines around, anything you want to do, it can usually be done a lot less expensive in a crawl space house than in a concrete slab. Yeah, and I think with a smaller smaller house, lesser square footage, you know, it's, that pier and beam is going to be a lot, well, cheaper. Yes. Cheaper to build and cheaper in the long run. You know, I've done some comparisons in the past on uh, slab versus going with a block and base type system. Uh, cost-wise, they're they're running neck and neck with each other. There, there's not right. a whole lot of difference. But I will say, as the cost of lumber's gone up, so has the cost of concrete. But concrete hasn't gone up quite as much as the lumber has. So at this point, there you there probably would be 
a little bit cheaper with the uh, concrete slab than the crawl space. William in Fort Worth, welcome to Texas Home Improvement. Hey, Jim, thanks for taking my call. My pleasure. Yeah, I just had some uh, plumbing repairs in my home, which is an old historic home, you know, it's pier and beam. Uh, just had some plumbing repairs done, galvanized pipes replaced due to the freeze we had. Now, the problem I'm facing now, uh, in one bathroom, I'll have the shower work, but the sink won't. The kitchen, the water's low pressure. The other bathroom, the sink will work, but not the shower. So I'll call plumber back, and he tells me I have probably damage to the existing pipes after they thawed particles and materials, probably clogged those pipes and I should think about replacing them. Does that sound, does that jive? Does that sound sound right? No. I mean, he's probably right in that there's there's stuff that broke loose off the pipe, but that's not a reason to replace them. Uh, which, what you'll end up doing is removing, uh, go underneath the sink, cut uh, where the cutoff valve is, and yes, sir. disconnect the the line from under the sink so that you can run the water into a five-gallon bucket and flush the lines out real good. And that will get them flowing again. Uh, but to replace them just because of, of no, no. All, all our pipes have gunk that's built up in them over the years. Yes, sir. That's not why we replace them. We replace them when they start leaking. Now, I will tell you, sooner or later, you're going to replace those galvanized lines. Uh, but uh, just just because you got slow flowing is not the reason at this point that you have to do it if they were working right before the freeze. Yes, sir. You know, they all have adequate volume and pressure. Yeah, so it, it's just he's right. Some of the gunk has broke loose. And, I, you know, when they come in and do some of these uh, alternative repairs, like there's a system called E-pipe, what they'll do is remove all the fixtures and literally blow walnut shells through, crush up walnut shells through, and sand, it's like sandblasting through the pipes to clear everything out. And that makes them flow like new again, and then they blow an epoxy resin in there just to seal up any leaks and stuff. Well, I don't think you need to do all that, but you can disconnect and blow air through there uh, to clean them out some if, if you want. Now, it's going to take a lot to flush everything out of it if you do that. So that's the reason I'm saying I would just disconnect the line and flush it out with the water into a five-gallon bucket. And you'll know when it's when it's cleared out because you'll quit getting debris into your bucket. Yes, it'll run a little cleaner. Yep. Okay. When, well, you, that's, that's when you first do that, though, you're going to say, oh, my gosh, I've been brushing my teeth with this stuff. Yes, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, well, thank you so much for your time. I, you I bet. appreciate you. Take care, William. Yes, sir. Thank you. Bye. You know, and it, 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 we all need to make sure that we're taking the aerators off our faucets and flushing our lines out. Open up the faucets outside your hose bibs and flush those lines out that in itself will help to move a lot of the crud out of the main lines then you're only dealing with your smaller lines coming down to the different faucets and stuff uh but absolutely anytime we have 
issues like this outages and and you start repairing pipes and it doesn't matter if the pipes in your house or the city mains you're gonna have junk get into the pipes that can cause some minor issues like that yes sir how can i help you uh i want to replace the uh old stop and waste cut off uh water valve to my house Okay. And uh, do you like the um, gate valve or ball valve best or something else? Well, you know, I prefer to use the valve where you just do the quarter turn. So it's it's a ball valve, and it's it makes it real quick and easy, and it doesn't build up debris like a gate valve does. Uh, gate valves really don't make a good choice because... You know, those typically are valves you don't use very often, and gunk and and uh, sediment gets into the, the gate valve, and it makes it very difficult to shut the water off completely, where the ball valve does a better job of it. Okay, yeah, that's, that's what I wanted to find out. Is there a certain brand of ball valve that you like? No. No, nah, just... just uh, Take a look at the, if you can find an American-made one, they usually have better materials in it. Okay. That sounds good, Jim. I appreciate your help. You've just heard the best calls and questions from Texas Home Improvement. For more information about our show, go to THIPro.com. 